everyone and welcome back to another episode of Prep Talk podcast. I'm your host Vartika Bhandari. Today we are going to talk about everything related to IB, the uh, how the students can uh, benefit out of the IB curriculum and the process of admissions that goes under for an IB student. To answer all the questions we have with us Charu Malhotra from Pathway School Noida and she has been a counselor there for quite some time and has some great insights to share with all the students out here so without further ado let's get started with the podcast hello charu ma'am welcome to the podcast how are you i'm fine thank you vartika so kind of you to invite me for this and i'm very keen to answer some important questions which may be helpful for the students of course yeah. it's a pleasure to have you here so uh, before we get on to the questions um we would like you to introduce and let the listeners know a little bit about yourself and your journey with the ib students so my name is charu malhotra currently i'm the college advisor at pathway schools noida i'm heading mm-hmm. the department of college advisory uh, i've been in this field from the past 11 to 12 years earlier mm-hmm. i was working on psychometric testing and now mm-hmm. guiding students to make a good profile to focus on subject selection and reach their dream best fit university that's mm-hmm. my journey my passion is definitely uh, speaking to students and getting them into their correct university gives me a kick to be very honest and i love doing that all right all right so we'll move on to the first question that is uh, how IB curriculum benefits the student when it comes to their college admissions is there any benefit uh, or is there you know a push that IB curriculum provides to the students when it comes to looking at a inclusive profile of a student yeah so that's a very good question to start with but yeah. so IB curriculum is a very holistic curriculum mm-hmm. it's a curriculum which doesn't have something like a route learning mm-hmm. very the learning in id is very inquiry based mm-hmm. curriculum which will help you and help the students to polish their research skills their critical thinking skills mm-hmm. so if you see an id student and if we give you a layman example an mm-hmm. id student in grade 11 uh, in grade 11 that is dp1 will know how to write a research paper they will know how to do citations they will know how to write a bibliography which work visible a cbse student may not you know seeing all of but because that is not what is taught so ib is very conceptual learning it's very research based learning and i feel the curriculum is very holistic and it prepares you very very well for college it's an excellent curriculum for people who want to get into liberal arts or who want to you know to be honest uh, polish their conceptual learning mm-hmm. something which also uh, is very very good for people who want to get into you know want to learn more about global minded Mm-hmm. good holistic mm-hmm. all right so uh, there comes a point in life of every student who is enrolled in ib and you know a lot of students also shift from different curriculums to ib to you know show that they are very good at academics and show that they've enrolled in a very uh, in a curriculum that is widely known uh, across the globe right so there comes a point when they have to decide if they want to pursue a higher level like ahl or uh, the levels that ib has after the 10th uh, of the student and then there's sl how should a student ensure that whatever choice they are making obviously depends on the 
the students' capability also to handle a particular subject in a higher or a standard level. But then uh, there's also a reason that the bifurcation exists, right, in front of the university. So how will uh, this uh, the universities pursue the choice? I'll address this question in two parts. Okay. The first thing is that how does a choose, uh, student choose his subjects? That's the mm-hmm. first question I think we should address, right? right? When a student comes to DP1, which is grade 11 of IP, mm-hmm. in a choice of six subjects. So the mm-hmm. IB, the IB diploma program has six mm-hmm. subjects, along with two things which are called TOK, extended essay, and of course, mm-hmm. the CAS, which is a very essential right. part of IP. Now, in the six subjects, they have to choose three HFs, that is higher mm-hmm. level, and three standard level subjects. Okay. Now, the first thing how the student needs to choose the subject is very, very important because it has a mm-hmm. great impact on your university that you're going to further choose. So right. I would advise any student in any curriculum mm-hmm. is first, see your academic strengths. Mm-hmm. See what you're good at, what you like doing. Mm-hmm. Every subject that you take, to be honest, mm-hmm. leads you to a certain career path. Mm-hmm. So there's a road ahead. So try to see whether where you see yourself standing five years from now. Mm-hmm. See your aptitude, see your interests. Now, a very, very important, you know, point there that there is a difference between an aptitude and an interest. I may have an interest to paint, but I might not have the aptitude. So focus on your strengths and then choose that, okay, probably tomorrow if I want to get into medicine, then Mm -hmm. higher level subjects should be focused on areas which enrich you with knowledge to get into medicine. So biology and chemistry definitely would come into Similarly, tomorrow you want to become a lawyer. You would look at global politics. You would look at history. Something mm-hmm. enrich you in that area. Right. Also, a very, very important recommendation for the students is that research. That, okay, if I want to study in, say, UK, and I want to get into economics, mm-hmm. I will math at a higher level. So there is, a, there is something which, when you look at every university website, which is called recommended subject and required subject. So, mm-hmm. universities, a recommended subject for computer science could be physics and maths. But required right. subject may not be physics. They would recommend that you have physics at a higher level, but not mm-hmm. So, the more you research when you're coming into DP and see that what your career path you want to take, what are the subjects that suit that career path, Mm-hmm. subjects should be taken at a higher level and standard level can be the ones which you probably don't want to. So somebody who wants to get into law may not want to take math at a higher level. Right. So having said that, IB is a very holistic program. You mm-hmm. need a language, you need to have a foreign language, you need to have mm-hmm. mathematics. So IB lets you dive into each and every subject and taste a little bit of each and every subject till the very end. Right, right. All right. So you mentioned uh, about extended essays and how it is a significant component of IB, right? So how can students choose the topic they want uh, to write the essay on and also in the same way fulfill the requirement of the IB? So this is a very uh, important part, the extended essay. It's a 4,000 right. word sort of a research paper which they have to submit and they have around one and a half year to work. Okay. To a recommendation, but not a requirement. Making it okay. around there is okay. take a rec- extended essay from your higher level subjects 
Okay. Try to tag them in with what you want to do in undergraduate. Mm-hmm. So maybe I want to do business management. Mm-hmm. Then you can take an extended essay in that area because it will help you to deep dive into that topic. It will help you to research in that topic. So you mm-hmm. will, you know, students doing uh, an extended essay, if I want to uh, get into, say, computer science, I would probably mm-hmm. say on the future of 5G or XYZ. Right, because that will give me more knowledge about that area of computer science, which probably mm-hmm. I would pursue. Having said that, all the IB schools are equipped with excellent mentors who give you very good feedback on the extended essay. So consult your uh, teachers, take feedback, work on it consistently, and then you will manage to churn out an excellent extended essay, not only in terms of marking, but also in terms of knowledge. You will see that it is very, very useful for you Mm -hmm. in university. All right. All right. And uh, what about the standardized test element uh, of a student in IB? So is it important? Because we have heard that, you know, a lot of IB students do not require to take AP unless they are enrolling for a course which is necessary to show them, you know, the caliber in. Let's say a student from, uh, so you know how AP and IB works. They're not necessarily uh, they don't necessarily need to take the AP exam, but then what about standardized test? How does uh, that particular element boost a student? So now this is a very important question. Before you go in for, when you get into DP, but I would, you know, the milestone that the students should follow that once they're in DP, it's high time you start recognizing which country are you targeting. Right. So if I'm targeting US or even India or even Singapore for that matter, mm-hmm. you understand that the SAT is beneficial. Right. It's not mandatory, but definitely mm-hmm. an SAT is something or an ACT for that matter is something that is a table to measure maybe a student from Japan versus mm-hmm. a student from you know India to a student in US. You're giving the same right. exam, it's one level. So I would personally say that it holds a lot of important factors. But depending on the country, maybe UK doesn't look at the SAT, but US definitely does. So whether an IB student, whether a CBSE student, an SAT is a must if you're looking into these areas. Also recommended one thing which I see the students making a mistake is they get into class 11 and then six months is honeymooning period. You are like chilling because you just studied so much for grade 10. And by the time you realize you're in class 12, that is not the time to start working on this. So immediately right. after grade 10, you know, you have that uh, 10 days enjoy after exams, chill for 15 days, but then get on to studying and preparing for the SAT. Make a note on your notice board at home, make a milestone that, okay, my first attempt I'll give you and second attempt. So by the time you're done with grade 11, you should be probably done with your SAT. Because right. the score will help you decide and make a sensible university list. The score will also help you to decide that, okay, if I've given the SSD, probably in the next university, I don't need to give the assessment for the mm-hmm. entry. So all these things are important. Uh, regarding the AP, to be honest, the first thing that each and every university says for an IB student is, you will only take the APs if you are already doing very well in your IB. And my mm-hmm. recommendation would be, but if you are already doing some HL subjects, mm-hmm. don't do that AP. Probably support it with another AP if you right. want to increase your knowledge. So you've got, right. say, economics, you can add a statistics AP. Mm-hmm. But definitely, if you are doing well in the IP, we don't want to see students scoring a 3 and a 4 in 
IB and then going on to take the burden of three APs? No. Please do right. Focus on your IB. In SAT, of course, you should focus. Hmm. And we have seen uh, recently the news have come up a lot of Ivy Leagues for that matter, Dartmouth and Yale have reinstated the requirement for the SAT. Yes, absolutely. So, SAT, as I said, Bhattuka, it is one table to measure hmm. a lot. Now, my school or an ex-school may be marking in a different way. You hmm. know, school in US versus a school in India versus a school in Singapore might be having a separate marking scheme. Of course, mm-hmm. the internal exams are very important, but this test helps you to put all of the children in one class. Right. Definitely, you should take the exam. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, if we talk about a lot of students switching their curriculum to IB, coming from CBSE or ICSE, what uh, what benefit or uh, do you think they would have or should they take that decision because it's a huge switch from the curriculum the curriculum they're coming from to the curriculum they want to come to like ib is very different from what uh, cbs and icse is so what are your uh, thoughts on that and what would you recommend to the students uh, who are planning to take such decisions so that's a very difficult question to be honest all the boards are excellent whether it's ICSE, mm-hmm. whether it's cbs whether ib or ib <clears throat> they are on excellent boards. Uh, CBSE is more rigorous when it comes to science and mathematics. It does have root learning, but it is super rigorous when it comes to science and mathematics. <clears throat> and also, if you're planning to give the JE or the NEET, probably CBSE is to do. IB is also an excellent curriculum, which is very, very interdisciplinary. As I said, mm-hmm. the study approach is more holistic. It is very research-based, which prepares you very, very well for university. And students who want to get into that area of holistic learning, interdisciplinary learning, research-based learning, somebody who has excellent writing skills or wants to brush up their writing skills, IB is an excellent curriculum for them. Even when it comes to sciences, IB has a very conceptual approach and the critical thinking, the logical thinking is excellent in IB. One important factor to consider shifting to IB, and this is a very personal uh, opinion, is the timing. So if you're in grade 9, probably it's a good time to shift. If you're in grade 11, you have to think before shifting. If you're doing very well in your CBSE subjects and you think you have that hold on research skills and critical thinking skills, definitely it's a good shift. It's possible to do that. All right. All right. So, ma'am, um, recently we celebrated the Children's Mental Health Week and we uh, put out a lot of information on, you know, awareness of, uh, students' mental health, which is very important when you talk about, uh, you know, the kind of rigor they have to go through in order to get into a good college and the college they dream of. Their extracurriculars, their academics. There are also the other things they have to do, right? So, what would you advise to the teachers that are dealing with the students and the parents who, you know, uh, whose child is looking forward for the abroad education, so that they can take care and have an environment where they are taken care of in a good manner and so that they don't feel the pressure uh, in a way that, you know, their mental health is affected. I totally agree, Vatika. The students nowadays take, uh, the competition also is also immense. Right. And, goes out right. and they yes. take a lot of anxiety and they do get stressed out very easily. So right. I think parents and uh, teachers play a very, very important role. Mm-hmm. Uh, a message to the parents is that you don't need to be a helicopter parent, but mm-hmm. be part of the journey with your with your child. 
you know, right. discuss, have conversations. If they are going through a low phase or not doing really well in any particular subject, guide them. See where they are going wrong. You know, guidance is very, very important. Right. Because also play a very important role. They are mentors, they are friends, they are there to guide the children. And even in turn, the children also should go to the teachers and speak to them. Take mm-hmm. back, understand where they are going wrong. And uh, especially in terms of anxiety and stress, I think nowadays, uh, even schools have become very, very aware. And even mm-hmm. parents have become very aware. And we are all there to guide the children. Yeah. Mental health is absolutely very important. Nothing about that. And uh, we should be a support and a, you know, a complete support for the students in this journey. Right, right. So, uh, ma'am, we come on to the last question with that. So, what would uh, your piece of advice be for the students who are looking for abroad education and looking forward to get into the universities that they dream of? So, not only education abroad, but everywhere. I think mm-hmm. it's very important that from grade 9 onwards, the students start getting a little bit more informative about the journey ahead. So, right. start with creating a good academic plan. Mm-hmm. As I said, I always call it reverse planning. So, see mm-hmm. yourself where you see yourself standing five years from now and then plan backwards. That, okay, mm-hmm. that is probably my choice of subject. Then maintain an academic record, a good academic record. By saying this, it doesn't mean that if you're doing badly in subject in grade 9 or 10, it's the end of the world. But see that how you can improve it. Probably if it's mathematics, mm-hmm. giving 20 minutes, try to give 50 minutes from the next. Right? Uh, speak to people in the career fields you want to go to. So it's good to understand that, okay, if I want to become a doctor, what work mm-hmm. balance does medicine hold? You know, it's good to speak to alumni who are already in that field to understand what your job function would hold when you go to a certain profession. Right. Make informative decisions and then start planning your six monthly targets that, okay, this six months I have to maintain my extracurriculars. What you need to do in your extracurriculars, please prioritize. You don't have to be everywhere. There are some students who want to do debate, they want to do cancer support, they want to do running, they want to do X, Y, Z. Colleges are looking at everything, but they want to see your passion. And we know you have lots to manage. There's a huge, you know, your academics are there, your standardized testing is there. So prioritize. And then make an informative decision. But if you start early, you know, as early as class nine, then, and, you know, you uh, milestone your journey, then the college application process will come easily. And you will definitely get into the best fit. And by best fit, I want to emphasize the best fit does not only mean Ivy There are several universities there. Try to research. Maybe an X university has a computer course which is much better than an Ivy League as well. So try to research and find a university where you're happy. You're a happy person. You are enjoying the university. You are enjoying your student life. And of course, you're doing well. All right, all right. Thank you so much, ma'am, for being a part and for giving out that information. Some of the questions, and I hope it's beneficial for those who hear it. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much, Ima. Thank you. Bye bye.